Hello and welcome to Main Education Matters with Matt and Matt. My name is Matt. And I'm Matt too. Matt, we are doing today some testimony uh, review. We are. We had some work sessions and some testimony, no, testimony review, yeah. So of the public hearings, maybe I could get my head right in what we're actually talking about. <laughs> so what so. we're doing today, <laughs> it was actually, as we record, the work sessions for these were yesterday. And by some miracle, we already know what the vote is on the first three that we're going to do today. So what we're going to, so if I understand correctly, the first three we're going to do is we're going to go over the hearings, go over the testimony, and then tell you what happened. And then tell you what happened because we're like that. That's right. We, we just provide information. Our first thing today, we're just going to skip right over because it's that cultural affairs stuff. We are culturally void. And we do not do cultural. We do not do culture. Not at all. It's not important. Nope. Education and culture are very separate they things. They are just, we're, look, I'm just throwing them away. All gone. That's, so the, a, that's a good Foley work, by the way. <laughs> thank you. The first one we're going to talk about today is LD711, which is a resolve to establish a commission to study and recommend a minimum age for participation in tackle football. And again today, we're going to review the 20th and the 21st. There was not a lot of testimony at all not a whole couple lot. of days. Well, I th- I, yeah, it's so I, small, I, I have the wrong one in my hand. Well, there's there's been some other bills recently that have garnered a lot of testimony and have garnered a lot of folks coming in. So, you know, people don't have so much time. They can only t- testify to so many different things at once. So they you know, got to give themselves a break. That's that's very true. You know, that's very nice. It, it, it is. You know, you get, people, people got to say, you know, I have to take care of work stuff and family things. I can't be I can't be in Augusta all the time. Isn't that what our representatives and senators are for? That's why we elect them, right? It might be. Oh, but our job is to provide testimony. That's kind of what we're talking about, too. That's what we'll do. Let's, 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 so this one. This one, again, is a resolve. Is a resolve. It's and emergency. It, and it has whereases. It does have some whereases. Which Thank you, Representative Brennan. We were happy when we previewed this one. Uh, unfortunately, people didn't like that, apparently, because we, we only have three pieces of testimony. Yeah, and remember, this is the one that was just going to set up a commission to study um, how, how old students, kids can be to participate in tackle football. That's all it was, to, to set up a commission to study it. And we have, obviously, Representative Brennan said yes. Uh, he says this le- legislation has been considered in New York and Illinois uh, to prevent youths under 12 from playing tackle football. So it doesn't mean that you can't play football. It's just not tackle football. Right. So be- no, no helmets and pads and things. Yeah, we don't need any of that stuff when you're little, right? No. You shouldn't be banging into each other because they talk about CTE a lot, which if you follow the National Football League, then you've probably heard all about. Are we allowed to talk about them? They might sue us. Eh, whatever. So they're, they're, they're crafty. <laughs> they're crafty. I, I heard. Craft. E. So let's move on to the rest of the testimony. Yeah, let's do it. The MPA said, yep. Sure. Let's do that. And the Department of Education says, we understand the reason for that. Yeah, and uh, we should have this representative on it Yeah, from, they, the, they, from they, the CDC. They went to the next step of saying, not only do we think this is a good idea, but let's here's someone that you should contact to put on this. So that was it. That was it. How did it do? Ought not to pass. All right, so moving on. We're done. So the next one <laughs> is LD736. This one is an act to protect students during elections held at their schools. And if I remember from this one, you were completely confused. I, I, I had this one totally wrong. I, when, I, when I first read the title, I was like, oh, it's to protect those kids when they're doing their in-school elections and whatnot because of the political 
ideological uh, mess that our country's in right now. But no, it wasn't about that at all. It was actually about like, making sure that the place where this is being voted or voting is happening in schools, rooms, those rooms are locked. And people can't just get into the school from there. So this one had twice as much testimony as the last one. It had the last s- one had three. So if I did the math right, we're up to six. So this one was basically saying, yeah, we need to be safer. We need to make sure that uh, that the public doesn't interact with the kids during their normal school day. Makes sense. So you don't walk through the schools unlocked so nobody signs in or anything because they're just trying to vote. Sounds safe. I think a lot of schools, as we talked about before, are already kind of shuffling them into a, like a single entrance or maybe just away from the kids for that day. Yep. Remember the yellow caution tape we talked about? Yellow caution tape over the door uh, stops and, everything. And nobody said no. Uh, they all said, like, yeah, this is this is a really good idea. Uh, we should do this. Uh, for the most part, some saying, well, you know, it's locals kind of already do this right now. Um, and if you're concerned, contact your local district and right. figure this figure this out. And, uh, and they agreed because that one is also ought not to pass. All right, two for two. And it's gone. So let's see if we can get a third one and continue the trifecta of March 20th. Uh, and this one it looks like even thicker testimony here, although it's deceiving. Yeah, only six. Uh, LD 858, a resolve directing the Department of Education to study and make recommendations for the establishment of a main school safety center. So two, two right in a row about safety. One, keeping students safe during elections. And this one is a whole center devoted to safety. Safety is a big issue for, for, a lot of, for all schools right now. Absolutely. Uh, this one, the uh, MSMA said uh, support. Again, it's just a resolve directing them to do something and make some recommendations. Uh, and they said, yeah, this is really good. So, to, so basically the resolve again is to study this to see if, we, see if something like this would be valuable to have. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what it's all about. See, do we need this? That's all they're saying. Uh, the state gave us all kinds of stuff. They were they were deep in info. Especially, uh, D- the main DOE has already been awarded a $3 million grant to support school emergency operations plan initiatives. Which is fantastic. And I think that was the decider because ought not to pass. Wow, that's three for three. That what, Did they not get to go to the Cross Cafe? Cranky day. Did they get to go down there? They have some great chips. They have some good chi- good coffee too. What did you have for chips yesterday, man? I was I was up there. I had a, I had to have lunch up there, and I had I did have some chips. I had some spicy dill pickle chips. Those are by what Deep River? Deep River, yeah. Thank you. Those are some great chips. Those are some. They were, they were fantastic. If you go to the Cross Cafe, pick up some Deep River chips. Deep River chips, and I do recommend the spicy dill pickle if you like a little bit of spice and then a little bit of sour. There, it's fantastic stuff. Hundred percent agree. It was. Great time. Great time. Let's go to the next one. This one's really, really cool. We're up to Thursday, March 21st. March 21st. First day of spring. First day of spring, and the work sessions actually began 15 minutes ago as we record this one. So we can put on a live stream and have that going at the same time. It'd be much easier that way. (laughs) But I'm going to start with a, a really, really good one, which is LD727. An act concerning funding of alternative organizational structures. This one was actually withdrawn. So they went right into work session and said, Yeah, we're done with this and I'm not to pass. We're not even, it's just, we're, we're done with this one. And as, as a person who works in an 
alternative organizational structure, it was like, oh, uh, okay, so bye bye. So I, I'm I'm hoping that that comes up in a, I know there was a previous bill that this got brought up um, to help with the funding of AOSs, but to make them at the same level as you know regional service centers to make sure that those all work because an AOS basically is a regional service center, and right now under the law they can't do that, but. Okay, I guess this isn't going anywhere. It's ought not to pass. All done. It's just just like that. See you. Thanks. Bye. So here's all the rest of these did have testimony. We're going to start with LD 345, which is an act to help new teachers succeed. And the answer is yes, we want teachers to succeed. But Let's act on it. But apparently not many other people do because I have four pieces of testimony. Again, it's it's been a busy time. Busy, busy. It's really strange. March is a tough time. So what a lot of this, Ides. A lot of we're way past the Ides, so yeah, but there are a lot of them this year. There seem to be a lot of Ides. A lot of Ides. Extra Ides. I don't know what to do with extra Ides. I, I, that's that's why we have so little testimony in some of these places. That is totally fair. So this one was uh, for having four pieces of testimony was very um, uh, two sides. There's two sides here. So this one fair was, and balanced. Uh, you decide. Testimony of uh, Representative McRae, who's on the committee, basically says, and I'm going to quote here, and what did this one do originally? This one basically reduces the probationary period. This was the, the where the three-year probationary period, Goes if, I, if, I'm, if I'm correct, which I'm, which I'm pretty sure I am because it's a burden being correct as I am. Um, this one takes the three-year probationary period and really brought it down to two. So it was like, if you do really well your first two years, you could just blow off your third-year probation and then just, just – no, that, that wasn't this one. Or was that this one? Well, let's put it this way. They're all going to combine a little bit. So I'm going to just read some testimony and let's just talk about it. Oh, I was thinking of another one coming up, 729. The pro, no, the, the, what I was talking about is this one, but I confused myself with the probationary period one that we're going to talk about in a little bit. So much for that always correct. So oh, no, this, I'm correct. I corrected myself. See what I did there. So Representative McRae has a specific piece of quoting here. He says, back in 2011, the two-year probationary period was changed to three years. Yeah, that's right. This was most assuredly a unilateral change in law that clearly, profoundly, and negatively affected new teachers. That's Cl- Clearly and profoundly. And negatively. So new teachers basically... Let's just read the testimony. Keep quoting. I suggest that any competent administrator should most certainly be able to determine the competency of a new teacher within the first two years of teaching. I spent over 20 years as a teacher, mentor, and as chairperson of my district's teacher support system and can assure you that I could determine whether a new teacher was going to be someone that the district wanted to keep. It's a very fair statement. Sure. So he wants it to be two years, basically, because... It's plenty of time. And if you're under contract over those two years, because that's one of the one of the worries that once you have it, you basically have tenure, you can be fired still. You can be let go for just cause. Uh, quote, in addition, as of 2012, the law clearly states that two consecutive years of bad evaluations constitutes just cause for non-renewal of contract. I know that this can and has happened. For the above reasons, I've amended my original bill to simply return the probationary period to the pre-2011 level of two years. That's it. All right. Okay, so that's his testimony. Obviously, he gets to go first. So 
since he was the sponsor or the lead presenter, he gets to go first. Yes. presents it and talks about it. Correct. We've got three pieces of testimony after this one. Yep. One by the DOE. Right. Who said neither for nor against. One by MSMA, who was in opposition. And one by the MEA, who was in support. This is fair and balanced. One of each. This is literally one of each. <laughs> and the and best the best part for us, there's only one of each. There's only Not one like of there's ten of each. There's only one of each. <laughs> so let's go with the let's do this in order a little sure, bit. Sure, let's, let's do it. Let's go with the fours first. This is from the MEA. Uh, this was testimony by uh, Grace Levitt, who was the president of MEA this year. And she talks I'm gonna like paraphrase a little bit here. Paraphrasing is fun. Thank you. So I won't go quote. I'll just go paraphrase. She says uh, you can look at this one is actually a quote. You can look at probationary periods from different perspectives, and this is kind of what happens. And let's paraphrase here. So, new teacher starts, finds out pretty darn quickly there's a lot more going on than what you were trained for when you have a class full of students. There's no way to start off this profession feeling fully equipped for all that confronts you starting on day one. Yeah, totally agree. Agree. It's hard. It is. It's a very hard profession. And all of this takes time. Hopefully, the first-year teacher decides to come back. And in my experience, quote, having worked with new teachers, the second year is inevitably a much improved experience. I can vouch for that one. I'll tell you that one. Well, yeah. Every every year, every, the more you do something, the better you get at it. I remember my second year. It's called behaviorism. Thinking back in my first year. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, I got this now. And then my third year, I was like, Oh my God! I didn't know anything for two years. Right, and on and, and, every, and on. Right, every single every <laughs> single year. As long as you're taking that moment to think back of like, well, what was good about last year? Oh, I should not do that again next year. Then yeah, you're constantly gonna be improving every year. That's the continuous improvement. Yeah, you're reflecting, model. right? It's reflection and learning. So Grace Levitt yeah. talks it from a different perspective in the next few paragraphs. And it talks about jumping at each and every demand placed on you, no matter the degree of unreasonableness, for fear you won't be asked to return the following year. I've heard this concern before. Yep. You keep a low profile. You endure trying to keep your job after a couple of years. And now you're going to be at three years of that that fear. And and one one of my my favorite quotes from her, her testimony here was, quote, when you are probationary, you are sometimes taking a great risk if you do anything other than keep a low profile, mm-hmm. end quote. And that's a really powerful statement because some of the things that we really in, we try to encourage, at least in, in my district and a lot of districts, try to encourage our teachers to do is to take risks, to try new things, to make mistakes, to mm-hmm. openly fail and make mistakes in front of your students because it builds that level of, of a culture of making mistakes because you, you learn by making mistakes. As we were just talking about our first year, made a lot of mistakes teaching second year you improved on those and third year you improved on those absolutely right and so the 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 probationary period you can feel like well i'm under this lens of do i'm not going to keep my job and is it everything anything secure and you just don't know so there's that there's that fear and so then it's it's legitimate it's legitimate and what uh what uh, grace goes on to say is when it changed from two years to three she she's i'm going to quote here i recall arguing against the push for that Administrators said they were not getting the observations evaluations done in the allotted time and they needed a third year. That's not a good reason to have a third year because you can't get your work done. So, and she's, she says, quote, I understand the demands on administrators. 
but do we really want to have new teachers being strung along for three years, feeling the stress of having to keep a low profile and not able to fully engage in the work of the school, and then after three years, let them go with nothing? Mm -hmm. And again, very powerful. Very, very interesting testimony. Very much so. Uh, I don't really disagree with that. And so let's go to the next one. Let's go to let's go to the opposition. So this is MSMA, yep. Main School Management Association. They're opposed to this one. Uh, let's see. Quote, school boards and superintendents are opposed to this bill because it once again takes us back to a two-year probationary period for teachers. We just talked about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, quote, it made sense then and it makes sense now and it's the national norm. Currently, 42 states have a three-year probationary period. Well, Hayden, can I ask you a question? <laughs> if 42 states were to jump off a bridge, would we... Is it the Brooklyn Bridge or is it some lame bridge? Yes. Okay. The bill as written is a bit confusing. Despite all the underlying language, <laughs> dick, <laughs> this is great. The crux of the change is in Section 2.2 contracts. It restores the probationary period for all teachers unless they've received two ineffective ratings in their first two years. We would argue that being slightly better than ineffective is a fairly, fairly low bar and does not warrant a shortened probation. That's a valid point. There you go, right? It's like, oh, okay. So it's like it's, it's like someone saying, "Hey, D is for diploma." You know, is is okay? Yeah. So you get an average of the, the lowest possible average. Do you, do you get? You know, do you pass and get the diploma? D is, is for diploma. D is for. Di- you, you never heard that? The, no, that's a new one. Oh, I've 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 heard that for years. Yeah, D is for diploma. I wonder why you've heard this, man. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, you, know, you, you watch two kids walking across the state, kids, they're adults, two, two, uh, two learners walking across the stage at, at graduation. One is a 4.33 average. One is a 0.67 average. You don't know which one's which. That adds up to five, by the way. So Mr. Math over here. I'm going to keep quoting a little bit from MSMA uh, before we move on to the next one is, uh, quote, we want their investment of time and our investment in training to result in a long-term relationship with the district and the profession. The third year offers more opportunity for teachers to learn from their peers, participate in professional development, and simply get more hands-on experience. Yeah. Again, this is a very valid testimony. There's some really valid points in there. So let's go to the last piece of testimony, which was neither for nor against. Or, as I like to say, meh, meh. This one is from the Department of Education. Again, meh. (laughs) Wow. Sorry, Commissioner Macon. No, good things happening up there. So I'll quote this one. The department (laughs) believes that the intent of LD345 is to support new teachers and perhaps give more meaning to PEPG systems. Again, go back to our three-part fascinating series back in the fall. Um, I would say award-winning. It should be award-winning. Quote, we are concerned that these interests could actually be compromised by the unintended consequences of the bill as proposed, and we ask the committee keep the following considerations in mind. Okay. So it talks about uh, this bill would significantly raise the stakes of a summative effectiveness rating by basing continuing contract or ongoing employment solely on that rating and would establish a precedent that could come to apply to all teachers and all continuing contracts the intent of PEPG was never to place such weight on an effective rating, uh, excuse me, on an effectiveness rating, but rather to use it as one piece of information among many in determining a teacher's ongoing employment with the district. Right. It's totally fair. That's absolutely 100% correct of what a P, uh, an effective PEPG system should be. 
And that's a very fair point as written in that law. If you get two ineffective ratings, you're out. Right. Period. Done. But only two. Uh, let's see. The next two one. Two consecutive. Quote, this, thank you. This bill would mandate and necessitate that a teacher in the first year of employment with the district and maybe the first year in the teaching profession receive a full summative effectiveness rating. While this approach is in keeping with current practice in some districts, other districts' PEPG systems allow a teacher on a year one probationary contract a year to become oriented, receive support and formative feedback, and have opportunities to grow prior to the first rating. This mandate would remove that local flexibility entirely. Then, to be fair to that sentence there, there was uh, that amendment, which stripped a lot of that stuff out. Right. Uh, but basically, they're like, there's a lot of things going on here, linking employment to effectiveness ratings. So we're going to say, we don't know, we're not for nor against, we just want more information. And then, she, then it goes on to say stuff like, yeah, and also, by the way, um, we're only in the second year of this real law being in, implemented. And so there are other already bills that are before you to change the law. So come on. Come on. Really? Are we going to keep moving the bar? Are we going to keep changing the bar like we do with certain other issues that we have before the DOE and state? And so are we going to keep changing things every year for everything? That never happens. Let's go to the next one. That was all the testimony we had. That, yeah. LD, LD 729, an act regarding the probationary period for teachers. Yeah, this was the one that did what? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> what does it do? This one is the one where if you're a current teacher and you've been through the probationary process, yes, then you only have one year of probation in your new district. You, 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 you said that better than the summary that I was just about to read. Oh. So good for you. Oh, thank you, Matt. Well done. Uh, Again, you should be an analyst over there. You could do this work. So this one, there are three pieces of evidence. Was this a nice one-one-one situation? I want to say yes. The answer is no. Oh. So the answer is two in favor and one against. So you have the the sponsor is going to be one of the ones in favor. Yes, because I, I would hope that always happens. Right, but so then you have the two other two other two other pieces of testimony. One is from the Maine Education Association, yes. and the other is from the Maine School Board Association and the Maine School Superintendent Association. Yes, MSBA, MSSA. Yes. Based on previous testimony, I am going to guess that the MEA voted for this, and MSSA and MSBA voted against. Correct. We're just that again. Good. I'm correct. It's a burden. So basically. Mm-hmm. This, the MEA is saying, this helps ease the burden with our administrators because they don't have to have so many people on probation, especially if you're already an experienced teacher going to a new district. You don't need three years to figure this out. you got a year. If it's not going to work out, you're pretty much going to know. Right. Yeah, I don't need three years to decide. Right. MSMA says, uh, no, we, we, we don't want to do that. The probation quote, the probationary period for teachers is designed to accomplish several things, both for the teacher and the district they serve. Uh, paraphrase the rest. It not only gives teachers time to grow, it gives the them and the administrators time to figure out if they're a good fit, makeup and culture. Uh, Ledley 729, quote, assumes that learning experience is not necessary when a teacher moves to a new district. We strongly disagree. A new district brings new opportunities and challenges and could involve a change in grade level and courses taught. That's mixing it up. Sorry. The expectations of the teacher and the building principal undoubtedly would change. 
It's intended to support new teachers and teachers new to the district. The goal is to help teachers succeed and stay in the field for the long run. Again, I agree with both pieces of testimony. They're, they're both very good arguments. They're right? both very good arguments. They are. Those, and again, those work sessions are happening right now. And we live stream them, but it'd be kind of lame because you're listening to a podcast, for God's sakes. Yeah, we're far more interesting and entertaining. I'm not 100% sure on that one. <laughs> so let's talk about LD979. Hey, do, do they have 100 followers on Twitter? 100? We're actually more than that now, but... We're way past that. Like 120, yeah. Your definition of way past <laughs> may be different than mine. <laughs> Let's go to LD979. And thank you for following us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you for listening. Uh, we only have two more pieces in this podcast today, uh, which is one of them is LD979, which is an act to provide consistent data regarding education funding. So this one is basically um, having all the data available on the DOE website for like 10 years mm -hmm. about everything. And everyone's like, yeah, good idea. And yep. a lot of them were saying, because if you weren't aware, the Department of Education website has been to like totally revamped over the last couple of years. And they say now that it's finally wrapping up, which, again, I think was a dig, but it was a good one. <laughs> mm -hmm. They're like, yeah, put that on. There used to be the data warehouse. Right. And now that doesn't exist anymore for yep. some reason. So they just need to find a place to put all this data so people can actually do some research. Right, yeah, and you can Google the main data warehouse, and you can, you'll find a link when you Google it. But when you click that link, it'll be a 404 error you can't get anywhere because it, it's, it's in the annals of uh, Google Internet history, but you can't get there from here. 404, 405, whatever it takes. Yep. So the last one is LD664. Oh, by the way, on that testimony... Let's review it. Everybody said, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, quote, this is a competent, reasonable, and prudent bill proposal that any legislator representing in Maine should support. FOAA is in the best interest of the people. That's from one of the pieces of testimony. We call that smackdown. <laughs> so the last one for the just, day. Just do it. Is LD664, an act to organize biannual county meetings for local school boards. And this one, uh, I remember we talked about they want to like put school boards together right and meet twice a year and the costs would be split between the state board and the school administrative units um, this would be like countywide so there would be like 32 of them as somebody pointed out in our again very limited testimony i see like four or five pieces yeah not much uh and some said yes because it's a reasonable idea it's a great idea get, get school boards together to talk about it because oftentimes school boards are limited to a vacuum of, of what the people who they hear from and the decisions they can make and it's great to have that exposure and some of the opposition one was from msma there's like uh this is going to cost local school this, districts some money this is going to cut well it's if yeah. you want to do this state board you pick it up the number of meetings quote the number of meetings being proposed is ambitious at 32 a year and the cost of those districts, those meetings should not be assessed at the local districts, end quote. So if the state, you know, they say if the state board wants to pick up the whole tab, that's their prerogative. I, one of my favorite lines. I have, you want to, you want, they want to pick it up, but just don't put it on the districts. That's fair. I Absolutely. It's, it's your fair. idea. You pay for it. <laughs> that's kind of what I got out of that one. Uh, and that was pretty much it. That's it. March 20th, 21st. Welcome to spring. For two days, not a lot of people hanging out there. Not a whole lot. Well, well, Must there, have been spring. It could also be because we did recommend that people go and find the ongoing testimony for the immunization bills. 
So maybe they went to go testimony, testify, but got lost because they got bad information from us. We told them to go to a certain place and it wasn't there. That's true. You know, those immunization areas are still going, aren't they? They're still going. Yeah. Yeah. So if you see a, like a mob of people, yeah, there, they're still like wandering around trying to find the right hearing room. Yeah, if, if you're they if, can't find it. if you're if you're paying attention, by the way, folks, when we did the we did our testimony review, it was about six hundred or so uh, pieces of testimony. Mm. Uh, if if you go look online now, because apparently they didn't upload everything that night, nope. or, or more has come in. Still going about two thousand. <laughs> That's all. Two thousand. It's good reading, which is just amazing. I wonder how much of it repeats itself. <laughs> So with that, we're done with the 20th and 21st. We're done. And uh, where can you find all of our information, including the super amazing spreadsheet that we keep track of? Yeah, we're, we've been updating the, uh, the spreadsheet with not only what's happening at the testimony and the work sessions, but also there may be some votes that have been happening. We'll be updating it there, um, see where we're going from there. So you can find those things. They're, they're pinned to our two major social media profiles uh, on Twitter, which is Main Ed Matters. And on Facebook, which is Main Education Matters. And let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you want us to talk about. and Or if you just want a shout-out, we'll, we'll, we'll give it to you. <laughs> Maybe. And Matt will take selfies if you meet him. If, if you meet us in the wild, if you meet us out there, say, hey, I'm a listener, and we are obliged, obliged, we have to take a picture. So all of you, get your selfie face ready. It's, it's, it's in our Matt and Matt bylaws. <laughs> We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.